Hi and welcome to a brand new episode of United World. Today we're going to be talking about Arsenal FC and why they're dropping down the points table. Joining me on this panel is my best friend and Gunners passionate fan Vedant. Hi Vedant, what's up? Hi, what's up y'all? You sound very depressed Vedant. Yes, there's not, not much you can do when you know other teams are getting a point or three points out of one match and then you fail to get a single point out of two matches. So, yeah. That's sad, you know. I mean, I don't know how it must feel, but you sound really, really sad and I feel sad because you sound sad. It is, that makes sense. Sad. Yeah, I'm really sorry, man. <laughs> but there is nothing you or I can do, right? It's just, it's just how right. things are. We can just hope for the better matches coming ahead. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, hope, I guess. But uh, I wanted to ask you, like, how I, I don't know, it's it's kind of a funny question, but like, how are you feeling right now? I mean, since that Brighton loss and the Manchester City loss, I mean, all those, and it wasn't like you played bad or you were poor. It was just like, it happened. Like, there are a few mistakes here and then there was this opportunity Brighton got at the end. Like, they weren't yeah. poor performances. So, but yeah. how are you, like, coping with all that? How, uh, how are you feeling right now? The first match against City, I'd say that was just, you know, we ran out of luck. Right. Because, you know, we, we lost Shaka and Mari. Right. And then, you know, that mistake by Louis happened. And so, and then we just saw, you know, City being Manchester, typical Manchester City. Right. So, but then, whereas against Brighton, hmm. I could see the attack, you know, the Arsenal attack was good. It was mm-hmm. pretty impressive. You know, we, we were able to uh, pass their line of defense. Mm-hmm. Many times we did. But then that, that was the last, uh, that's the only thing, right? That we were, weren't able to convert it. That last shot wasn't as people expected it to be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Saka hit the bar and there were a few more chances. Aubameyang could have scored and one of the defenders just got in the way. I, I, I saw a few glimpses of the match. But it was it wasn't a bad performance. Lacazette had a chance. It was straight into the keeper's hand. Then mm. Bellerin was in the box, but he was just surrounded by too many players. So we had pretty pretty much many chances, but then mm. uh, just not our day again. So uh, what do you think like went wrong in both matches, like uh, City and Brighton? What do you think like went wrong? Why did you lose those matches, according to you? First match, I I'd say the. The reason, you know, uh, what Arteta had thought would be mm-hmm. good, you know, would be good for against City when you're playing a team like City. Mm-hmm. That didn't, that didn't uh, come up to the expectation because, you know, the players that he wanted to play were out. Yeah. Yeah, he also mentioned that there was a reason that Luis did not start because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was a tactical reason. I think that was obvious. <laughs> Why didn't yeah. he start? And then, yeah, and then we also avoided Mm-hmm. But then the game against Brighton, yeah. again, we saw Leno, Leno, you know, he got hurt, Yeah. was injured, and now they're saying he'll be out for a year at least. That's yeah. again sad news. For That's really Arsenal. sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when any player... Against Brighton, mm-hmm. I could see, you know, the team was doing good. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you need a good defensive, a reliable defensive platform. Yeah. Now you can say holding, he did good, yeah. Mustafi, he did good, yeah. But you don't need good. You need, you know, extraordinary. You need somebody who won't let just the person pass through him. Mm. So that is what we are lacking right now. 
I think uh, comparison to attack the game we had in City, we were much better. You know, Aubameyang had the ball. He was, mm. you know, able to play freely against Brighton. Yeah. The attack was pretty impressive. And then you expected it to be pretty impressive, right? When you are playing, when a big club like Arsenal is playing Brighton, you expect the attack to be good. And it was good. We, we had many chances. But then, yeah, again, the defense is kind of worrying for us. Right. And, uh, I mean, when you... I think one of the problems for Arsenal this season has been that their midfield gives no protection to the back four. Like, players just go through the midfield like isn't there. And when Arteta came into Arsenal, that's one of the things he made sure that didn't happen. He imposed Xhaka and Pereira in that midfield to protect the back four. Yeah, and they were actually doing pretty good until both of them got injured. Exactly, and now they're not there. So there's no protection to the back four. Yeah, even the last second goal, you know, that Moape hit. Even if if I observed that I watched the goal like two, three times, and I realized that there was one... One time when uh, there was a moment where Guendouzi could have just, you know, stopped the play. He could have just, you know, just gone for the tackle. It would right. have been pretty much easy for him. But he just, it was just loose and then it just resulted. In a right. I mean, uh, Guendouzi, he's, he's a good player, right? I mean, he's a very good player. He's a good midfielder. But I feel he just takes too long on the ball. I mean, it, it slows down the attack. He just needs he to be a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it was the ball too much. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not comparing him to a David Silva that Manchester City have. But uh, you see him play David Silva. He just releases the ball so quick. You look at even Kevin De Bruyne. He picks the right pass so quickly. And uh, Wenduzi needs to learn that. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't just hold the ball for too much time because you're just attracting opponents. Right. And then after a point, you just have to release it or else you'll create trouble for the team. Right. And uh, I'm, I mean, it was, they were both really unfortunate losses. I mean, really, really unfortunate losses. It's not like even you played bad. It was just, I don't know, luck maybe. But yeah. uh, the defense needs the improvement. That, yeah, the worst thing is the injuries that are coming out. Yeah, that's true. It was, it was very fortunate of Gwendozi that his act wasn't caught and he wasn't penalized for that. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have another midfielder's loss. We are already out of Shaka and Torreira. Right. And then right. We could have a big blow. And uh, that, that's the point. I'm, I'm trying to make this point that Arsenal have a decent defence. They don't have a great defence. But they don't have a really bad defence either. They have a decent defence. But you know, yeah. if you're playing for a club like Arsenal, you need very good. You can't be decent. So, you need better defense. That's obvious. You saw that with David Luiz making those mistakes. So, do you have any names in mind that you I would like? That the defense, current defense is uh, decent. It can be good. But the thing is, the defense, you know, it's not only the back four, but it's also the midfielder. You know, mm. that when they play a defensive role, I think that Arsenal is just sloggy sometimes in defense. Mm. Not only the you know the center back, right. but whenever the midfielders also come, is this become slogged right now? Which Arteta is trying to improve, but of course it'll take some time. Right. I mean, uh, as I said, do you have any names you'd like in your defense? Uh, yeah, Upamakano. He's been a you know hunt for all the big clubs. Right. He's, you know, he's like the eye catcher. Hmm. 
of all the good clubs and i think arsenal need to get we need yeah. a different you know a really reliable defender who will just give you guarantee that out of 90 out of you know 90 chances he'll at least block you know around 80 80 balls coming towards the goal hmm so we need a defender who is sure that he can hit not uh, you know like not like luis he might yeah. you know he might mess it up or he might be sublime enough to you know yeah you don't need those 50 50 you need a guy who's you can rely on him yeah most top clubs in the premier league have that center back pairing who they can rely on and that's very important that's the one thing i wanted to uh, say that arsenal they don't know their center back pairing like every top club they have this center back pairing which is fixed it won't change unless an injury comes in but arsenal keep rotating their center backs so it's very confusing yeah but then that's just to figure out right that which suits best yeah but that's what i'm saying to, that yeah, uh, so, you need top center back so that you don't even need to figure out what's best you have those two and that's it unless there are some cup matches or europa league matches or matches you can rest those big players because arsenal is a very very big club so you need top defenders yeah which right. i think opamecano uh, should be a target man for mm-hmm. the club and then if right. he makes it i'm pretty sure the defense would you know would go to another level from where it is right now right and uh, coming back to the injury as you said to leno that was very unfortunate i hope that doesn't happen to anybody i mean it was very unfortunate i heard him screaming i was watching that and i heard him screaming till till whatever uh, yeah it was he was screaming in pain but uh, do you think what neil mope did was uh, legal I, legal as in should it should have been penalized he should have been sent off or what he did was right firstly i don't think you know like nobody would do this intentionally even right. but even if it were unintentional you know mm. and you if you hit the man instead of the ball you are supposed to get penalized okay i'm not saying that he should you know just be sent away but he didn't even get a yellow card for it mm. So right. now it could have gone to the VAR if it was a red or a not, if he should have been sent off or not. But at least a yellow uh, from my side was missed. Mm. Because it was a, a very major. If you hurt the player instead mm. of the ball, then and if it's a dangerous tackle, then you are supposed to get a card. Mm. Yeah. But then he did not. So I, I was, you know, I was surprised, and I, I, and I was also trying to find answers if there were any to that, that as to why he did not get. Hmm. Yeah, it was a very surprising because uh, he he went like nobody. It, the ball was already in the keeper's hand. It was obvious. Nine out of nine out of ten times, even nine point eight out of ten times, that ball ends up in the keeper's hand. Just yeah, yeah. So they make it makes no sense to contest for that ball. Hmm. And he just probably gave Leno an ACL, which he'll be back next year. So. I think action should be taken, and that oh, obviously angered the players. The team the also players. has to, yeah. The team also has to hunt for a keeper now. We have Martinez, although, but you know, you always need a yeah secondary keeper just to make sure that. I think uh, Matt Macy is there. He's I'm not seen him in play, but he's there. But yeah, as you now said, now we are also in talks uh, with Joe Hart. Oh okay. interesting but i don't know how far that will go right 
Joe Hart, I I said, I mean, in my opinion, you shouldn't go for him because he's old, and uh, it just makes no sense because he'll. I'd, I'd I'd rather actually play Martinez over him because that dude's got pretty good reflexes. Yeah, of course, Martin Martinez is a Martinez seems to be good, not as good as Leno, obviously, but he's he's a good keeper, secondary keeper. He's a good secondary keeper. So now, as you know, uh, your next match is with Southampton, the same team who ended your 19-winning uh, unbeaten run last season, and uh, they thrashed Norwich 3-0 last time out. So, have you taking all that into consideration, and your losses with Brighton and with Manchester City, and this whole season, like it's it's a near disaster it's season. It's been a bad season for us. Yeah, it's a near disaster season with sacking of Una Emery and everything. Like most fans, have you written this season off? Uh, yes, I think it's because you know uh, when when this Premier League goes back, I still had hopes that even if we managed to tie against City, and you know, and at that point it was uh, it was like kind of easy for us to say that you know the win against Brighton. Would not be such a big deal, and mm. then that city was a tough opponent. But mm. then we would, we would, you know, we would compete them to a good level, and we actually did. The first mm. half an hour was a pretty impressive. Mm. The game they played Arsenal, it was really good. Right. So I was, I was still hoping even after the loss with City, I was hoping that you know it's okay if we cope up with Brighton. We need to cope up with Brighton. We get right. the win. We get those three points. You know, we just we need to keep rising now. If you want to get to the Champions League, if you want Aubameyang to stay, we need to just you know keep rising, keep rising. But then I see that what's happened is that we all the other teams they've got three points, one point. Some have lost, yeah. But then we had two points, uh, two games, and then we couldn't manage a point out of it. So yeah, that's it's true. Really difficult. The loss to Brighton was a real shot in the arm. It just yeah. dampens. Not only. Not only we are losing points, but then we are also losing players, right? Like mm. we talk about Shaka. Mm. Once Arteta came, we hadn't lost a match because Shaka and Torreira, you know, they are playing the good defensive role, and we saw Shaka improve. Right? Mm. We saw mm. him making those tackles, you know, like committing less fouls than he has, you know, mm. controlling himself, that discipline. We saw that, mm. and then now he's not there. We don't have a you know good CDM like right. Shaka and Torreira. Mm. Yeah, so that's worrying. Yeah, I mean, you, that's that's the most worrying thing because you've lost your top players, and yeah. you don't have much to replace them with. So that's that's also very worrying. So yeah. you officially written the season off, right? Like go into next season, take it. I mean, try qualifying for the Champions League, and try try for next season. I think Europa can still be a chance, but then if you if you just keep playing Europa, you can't attract best players, can? You? Right, that's true. But uh, would you rather be in the Europa League than not be in the Europa or the Champions League? It's better to be in uh, in the Europa, no, instead of not because the Europa League winners, if you manage to you know climb up that ladder, then you get the Champions League spot mm-hmm. anyways next time. Mm-hmm. True. But I feel like uh, the Europa League, you have teams that are placed in Russia and Ukraine and all those, I won't say crazy countries, but far away from England. And you got to travel that distance on a Thursday night, come back to London, play those matches. It kind of... Uh, it yeah, just, it would kind of make routine, the routines have. Yeah, it would just 
dampen the whole of the preparation that happens. So it's hard to do that because Europa League doesn't only compare or take the top uh, top teams of Europe. It takes uh, the other teams as well, where they play qualifiers with each other. And those teams are not mostly in Europe. They're, as I said, in Russia or somewhere, for other countries. So yeah. would you rather be in a Europa League, taking all that into consideration? Yeah, still, yes. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So, um, this season, it as I, as you and I both said that uh, it isn't, it hasn't been the best. In fact, it's very close to disaster. But still, who has impressed you, you the know, most? There was a point where I was thinking that, you know, if the board doesn't, you know, just sack Emery now, we might as well would have been in relegation <laughs> if Emery wasn't sent off. And that was not only me. So many, so many Arsenal fans, you know, they were just so sad about it because there's not much you can do about it and just see, you know, that after every game, all you get is one point, one point, one point. You know, you just keep drawing the matches, you just keep tying. And there have been so many times that, you know, you feel like you're going to win it, win it, win it, but then bang, you just lose. Hmm. But uh, who's been your most impressive player? I mean, if you have to pick one. For the club this season, I I go with the keeper Leno. Leno. I mean that amazing. speaks volumes because your keeper is your best player. That speaks a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's not a good sign, but uh, I'm sure it'll get better. Yeah. It it, it should. It get has better. to. It has yeah. to for the club. Yeah. Yeah, because Arsenal, as I said, it's a huge club, and it's a very big club. It, and- you need to maintain that, you know, you need to maintain that place, mm. that reputation. So, and if you don't do something about it, it just get bad. Right. So, what do you make of Arteta so far? Like, the impact he has on the club, the systems that he has uh, put in place, everything. What do you see? Do you see progress with him or do you see the same old Arsenal? I see progress. Progress. I see progress because... Uh, the match against City, you know, you know that we played, we played good. Okay, mm. but then when you talk about Brighton, you mm. saw what he did. You know, he was bringing what what he had learned to City. He was trying to bring that to this club. You know, the fast yes. passes. Even we saw before this lockdown started, we were seeing that you know Arsenal might might be you know like a you know a goal down. But then after half time when they come back, you know they just start playing really fast. Those quick mm. passes, and they mm. just you know make a goal out of it. Even hmm. the match against Everton, that was so impressive. I love that. Yeah, that was that, very that match under Arteta was so good. Hmm. It was the after the halftime whistle. The second half, the moment it started, he scored that third goal, and after that, we were just you know sitting back. Hmm. Hmm. You know, and then we were able to successfully defend the whole you know the whole half an hour or forty minutes after that. Right. Yeah. So that was impressive, and even I saw that against Brighton also, the last uh, last match we had. You could see that you know uh, he's allowing, as you've seen in Manchester City, what Pep does is, uh, you know, he gives the centre backs the chance to you know, you know, play the ball directly to his wingers. Mm. So when he forces the wing backs to you know play a little bit midfield, yeah, inverted. Kyle Walker and then yeah, Mendy, they just come in a you know they just narrow themselves down in the midfield so that they can you know Laporte and you know they can just directly give the pass to the wingers and I could see that you know Mustafi had a clear shot at Pepe even he tried to give him some balls so he's just you know he's not he's not blocking the 
uh, run for wingers because of the wing backs hmm. yeah so he's just making passing very efficient for the team and i think it will come good at some point i was right. expecting it to be you know after this you know after the you know the moment the restart we start project started i was expecting it now but then it may take some time because we don't know how the situation was before arteta uh, you know how bad it was actually before arteta was there hmm. so now we can't really say that what how much progress uh, we have made because only he knows where the club was when he joined like right. we all we could see is the results but we we don't know what went wrong when you know all the minute details but he knows that right so for him yeah so there may be you know a stack of mistakes or maybe you know a stack of things that he needs to face and you know overcome so it might take some time but i think he'll come good to the club yeah and uh, it'll take obviously a lot of time a lot of energy support money everything but uh, let's just say we've written you've written this season off going into next season what are your transfer targets who do you want to see inside the club and who do you want to get rid of uh pepe Uh, I'll say I'll talk about the players that we have, and we we should keep them right now. It's okay. Pepe, Lacazette, even Eddie and Ketia. His, you know, his pace and his skills. They are good. Okay. For, you know, strike. Yeah. You know, he fits in all the filters that a striker should have. So I want him to. Of course, we should try to get Aubameyang. He he's like our main man. So. Hmm. It's a hard thing. I know he's in like he himself is in a dilemma right now, but then. we need to convince him to stay right about about the midfield <clears throat> we need saka boy so fast he's you know very crafty yeah we need him and then ah uh, torreira too he's injured right now but there you know it has been a lot of times when players come after injury they aren't in their best of form you know they mm. take quite some time sometimes they take half season or something you know to just get back you know take that form of theirs but right. you know he's good he is yeah. good and he he improves really fast that's one good thing about him that you know mm. he he adopts very fast so he he'll be a good good side to the team again leno he he's out for a long time but then we've all seen him how great he is so we need leno bellerin of course mustafi the way he's improved you'd want to keep him in the team because you you see uh, instead of mustafi i'd rather want Luis to go and get you know and that we have a good defender instead of Luis. Mm. So until Pablo Mari is back, we can have Mustafi because he's he's held his ground, you know. He's uh, yeah. he's been defending with discipline. Mm. We haven't seen him, you know, get too many cards after Arteta has come. He's that discipline. He's following that line very consistently. Mm. So I'd want him to stay. I'd rather just sell that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say this because Mustafi, although he was, uh, he had been in a lot of mistakes, individual errors that he had made that led to goals last season. But this season under Arteta, I don't think I can single out a mistake that he had made that led to an Arsenal goal. He's been very yeah, impressive yeah. under Arteta. Yeah. And that's that's not only uh, Mustafi, right? We see so many players. We saw. uh angelie maitland niles you know when bellerin wasn't fit you know to his fullest when he wasn't coming back we saw maitland niles he was doing good and then shaka of course we saw you know how he was you know when he was just like he fell apart with the club and the team you know in between and right. then once arteta came he made sure he was back even mesut right and uh, what do you 
do you think uh, thomas party from atletico madrid would be a good uh, signing yes he should be because uh, if you are not able to sign danis abaros on a permanent basis then i think we have to go for party so sabayas or party yeah if we get see uh, currently i'd say sabayas because you know he's adopted you know he knows what arteta is trying to he's been there he's attended okay. those training lessons he's, you know he's attended okay. those sessions where he knows what arteta wants from him okay so yeah so it is just comparatively easy for him to hmm. you know work according to the manager rather than party because you know he he works for simeone now and then it will be you know a complete shift for him true true and he may take time to adjust so instead of that i'll prefer sabas now because sabas is pretty good okay so yeah i i really like sabas he is very nice so if we can't get to sabas for a permanent uh, deal then i think we have to go for party right um I think we'll just come at, come to the end of this podcast. Uh it's been great talking to you. I really enjoyed it. But I would like to just ask you a final question before we leave that uh, with Arteta the helm now, uh with the players you have and with the ambitions that you have there is obviously to win the biggest trophies in the Premier League and in Europe. Where do you see this club going under Arteta? As in this season or No, no, just you've written this season off from the next yeah. few years where where do you see the arsenal project going i think we'll make it to the champions league i think it should be from the next uh, next season we should be able to make it to the champions league okay because you know we've seen so many clubs improve hmm. like we've seen so many clubs improve but at the same time i think that arsenal already being such a good club and then if it improves under arteta we i mean we have to make it and we will thank you hmm Yeah I mean uh, it's a huge club it's a very very big club and uh, seeing Arsenal a club like Arsenal being below the likes of Sheffield and Wolves it doesn't look that good but it's understandable because of the changes that has been going on in the club this whole season with the sacking of Unai Emery and then the falling out between Unai Emery and his players and the separation of the dressing room there was a lot of problems that Arsenal faced this year but uh, I'm sure that uh, under arteta the dressing room will be much better and together in every way they'll be fighting for each other on the pitch and i clearly see progress with arteta the help yeah because because the moment he came in the club that is what he made it out you know he, he was just clear to the people that love the club he just said that he wants that transparency he wants to give a safe environment would give those good vibes you know the positive mm. vibes to the club right. so that whoever plays Okay, whoever plays, they they enjoy it, and if you mm. enjoy it, then you are going to give your you know, then you are going to give your best. Mm. Yes, that that, that was. Really nice hmm, that was one of the first things he said. Uh, that was his approach. I love the way he has his press conferences. The way he's so transparent with the media. The way he's so, uh, his communication is so clear. He said that he wanted to get that positive energy into the club, into the stadium from the fans. he wanted the fan and the club fans and the club to be reconnected again and that was very uh, it was very nice to hear that yeah and we we don't say that he has done that right like mm. uh, uh, like no no doubt that we lost these two games but people still have that hope because mm. we see what he's trying to do mm. right what whatever he's been doing uh, since the moment has come we can see a result 
right. i mean result not only as the point results right but mm. we can see improvement right mm. this is why this this is where he, he differs from emery right emery also gave us promises that you know he also said in his press, press conferences that we'll be coming back stronger and all that but we did not see the results mm. right. there is no there is no improvement which we see here and and that's the thing about him he's he's been you know as a player he's been coached by wenger and then he's had himself you know he's learned so much from you know the great guardiola right yeah so he's so much knowledge of what he's doing so that the people know that yeah whatever he'll be doing he'll be doing that'll be good for the club right thank i mean that was wonderful uh, this whole analogy that you put in front was really wonderful it was uh, it was really nice having you uh, on this podcast today i really loved your uh, i love your thoughts about arsenal and uh, made it so clear to the people who have this perception about arsenal just being uh, just being a trolling club but they don't know a lot about what's happening behind the scenes and you put it all really well for them so people who don't know much about the club could now know that there's a lot more that happens inside a club than people just think it's more about uh, it's just not the losses there's a lot that goes into it and i really yeah, liked yeah. how you put it all out so thank you so much for being here today thank i you really enjoyed it uh, no man it's okay i mean you 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 you're here always i mean i'm here always you obviously got your stuff but thank you for taking out your time it was really uh, nice having you so anyways uh, we'll end this podcast thank you so much guys for tuning in and i and i hope to see you guys as well on the next episode and uh, yeah don't take care ciao and yeah the cases are rising so don't fall sick guys bye bye